0: January 9th, 2022, we're continuing in this series on hotels and halacha, different relevant issues which might arise when you're away on vacation, might arise at other times in your life, and it's important to know how to deal with the circumstance or circumstances that might come your way. Let's talk this morning about swimming pools on Shabbat. Now in an earlier class, we addressed um, showering on Shabbat. And in that class, we addressed and spoke about at great length, the issue of using heated water on Shabbat, even if it was heated And we had several important uh, points that we made in that context, which could and perhaps are applicable over here. When you're dealing with an unheated pools, so there's certainly not that issue per se. And the Kemara does talk about cold water being permitted We will address over the course of this that minhag which we mentioned of the Ashkenazim throughout several hundred years in which they don't or wouldn't, even in cold water, um, uh, bathe themselves or or, uh, dip themselves and so forth. But at the same time, even heated pools, generally speaking, if I'm not mistaken, you'd quantify them as poshrim, which means to say they're not hot water per se, they're lukewarm water. And lukewarm water, which is not the heat at which a normal person would bathe themselves, doesn't pose any of those issues, which we even addressed then and understood there are ways to deal with them should there be a need. Generally speaking, a swimming pool is not going to have that issue because of the particular heat, which will not be that hot. Of course, you might ask, what about a jacuzzi or a uh, side whirlpool of some sort? That would be more hamur, and you'd have to deal with more of those sorts of issues, which we're not going to address this morning. The, the issue that we will address immediately, though, is swimming. Not the pool itself, but swimming in the pool. Is that permitted? Why should swimming be in Isur? It's not one of the 39 melachot. It's a mishnah Masechet which says there are several gezerot mid There are several enactments from the rabbis that they said, don't do X because it might lead to Y. One of them is lo shatin al penehamaim which means to say you can't float, you can't go out, in our words, to swim in the water. Says the Gemara, right there, gezerah, the reason is it's an enactment that's a gate, shemei Shel shayatin. The fear is that a person will create, will craft for themselves. Some sort of mechanism with which they'll be able to float. Rashi seems to describe it as a barrel which you'll place around yourself, and it'll be almost like a life vest. Tosafot has it more as like a raft of some sort. It's a hollowed out um, earthenware vessel. Either way, you slice it, there's an issue of the construction of that item. And the rabbis, in fearing that you're going to go swimming and therefore craft for yourself that item, said so that you shouldn't go swimming. So you might say to me, and I understand if you say, well okay, I'm not allowed to do anything, maybe I'll come, to, I can't use the table because it might break and I might come to fix it. And the answer to that question and any of those sorts of questions is in other words, if it's mentioned in Mishnah, if it's mentioned in Talmud, we accept it. We try to understand its applicability, how it applies to today, but we don't go beyond that. And therefore, although it sounds, it is far-fetched, Who in today's day and age, is going swimming and ever crafting for the themselves as swimmies or a, a, a raft of some sort, it's the Gezera which is listed in the Mishnah and as a result it's binding. Are there any ways to deal with this? Or does that just mean no swimming? No floating in water on Shabbat the Gemara? Masechet Shabbat. And Mem Amud Bet has the following. Amar Bizera, Ana Haziteh L'Rabi Ava'u Dishat B'Ambati. So as Bizera, I saw, Hazite, I saw R'Bi Ava'u Dishat. He was floating, he was wading, he was swimming in an Ambati, in some sort of bath area. V'lo Yada'ana, I don't know. I'akar ilo akar if he uprooted or didn't uproot. Beit Yosef in source number 3 uh, explains this is a mahloq between Rashi and Rif and several other Mithashim. How to explain what's getting uprooted. Is it the feet that are getting uprooted? In other words, was he just wading? In other words, not raising W-A-D-I-N-G, not raising his feet up and down, talking about uprooting his feet. In other words, to swim in some way or fashion. Or is it alternatively had to do with the water that's coming out? I don't know if the water got uprooted and went out of that pool area. Either way you slice it says I don't know if he was doing that says the Gemara clearly he didn't uproot either his arms or the water the Tanya, after all the Beraita says the Beraita says that you're not allowed to go uh, swimming floating in a berecha, in a pool area which is filled with water even if it's in your courtyard i.e. there's no issue of, of uh, there's no issue of camera in that circumstance, explains the Gemara. Explains the Gemara even if he was okay, even if he was uprooting either the water or his feet or his arms or whatever it may have been that he's moving, it could have been permitted even in a pool. How so? It depends if it has gidude or not. Gidude loosely translated as a lip. In other words, is on the periphery of this pool, is there something that protrudes upward? In other words, is there some sort of gate, short gate, a lip to the pool? That in and of itself would make the sheet, the the lashut, the, the floating, the swimming in the pool permitted. Why does it make it permitted? What's the difference? If it has a lip, a wall, I called it a gate, you call it a wall, or a a lip, because a lip is even shorter. What do I mean by a lip? If you ever look at this desk, it's very flat on the edges, but if you had something sticking up a bit, all pools have that. You have the water doesn't get all the way to the top, you have a little bit of an item. That of course is in contrast to what they call infinity pools. Infinity pools could and perhaps do, in my mind, pose an issue with regards to Shabbat on this issue, because there is no lip. Specifically, when there's that lip. Now, who cares if there's a lip? Well, one of two reasons. Either, either it's because now the water isn't spilling out as easily, or alternatively, in the Rashid's world, you'll say it's enclosed, and as a result, it's not like the river where I would craft a, uh, a boat or a float, a flotation device. It's self contained, and as a result, it doesn't resemble the Gezerah of the Hachamim. We consider it what's called a Keli, almost a utensil, a bath, as opposed to a river in source number four. You cannot and should not go floating, swimming in the water. Exactly, verbatim, the Gemara. In source number two, the Biraita Mipne. Because when the water splashes outward, this is the words of Reef as he cited to us just a moment ago. It's, cons- it's similar to a river. And in a river, where there's a current, you might craft for yourself that flotation device, and therefore it's prohibited. However, continue, if it has that lip, if it has something upward on surrounding it, a gate, a wall, mutar, it's permitted again because, in such a circumstance, it doesn't apply. Isn't along the lines of the Gezerah, Mishum, Nahar, where you're going to make that limkoma Even if you splash some of the water upward, the lip will. Send much of it back in. It's considered like a utensil. And in turn, there's no Gezerah Yaseh Shel There's no Havit Shel There's no fear of making the raft, of crafting the flotation device. You might say, what about an ocean? An ocean, there's no way in my mind to permit swimming. It doesn't have a lip. It's very much a Nahar. As a result, Wading in the water again, just walking through it could be permitted. Floating in the water or swimming in the water, you would not, it would be rabbinically prohibited. Your mind said me, I've never made a raft in my life. I can't tell you uh, that you should or would have, but I can tell you that's the halacha gezerah sheme, and the Gezera applies even today when people don't make those rafts. Yes? What if you intend on splashing people outside the pool or cannonballing or anything like that? Well permitted, wall... because once the wall's there, we look at it and we say, this is not a river. It's not about the water going out per se. It's about the fact that it's not generally going out, that I look and I say, oh, this is not a river, so it's not what the rabbis were talking about. And I'll go further, it makes a lot of sense, of course it makes a lot of sense, but I'll go further and I'll explain to you why it makes sense in the river, where again, there's the current, you might need the flotation device. If you know how to swim and you're in the pool, you're probably not gonna be making that flotation device, but some of the water's going out. That's not, you see, that's why the argument could be made, but I think it's a mistake, that even in an infinity pool, you say, okay, but that's not like a river, is it? Because ultimately speaking, there's no current. The real issue with the river is the water's going out, and as a result, the water's all around splashing, it's more difficult, but at the same time, it's a little bit more difficult in my mind to be matir in such a circumstance, because ultimately speaking, there isn't a safa. Once the halakha is codified as such, that is the halacha. Well, that'll so be... the swimming itself is mutar. Swimming itself is mutar. We can't find a reason to prohibit. We don't know a reason to prohibit other than this case. It should be permitted. It's not like running. It's not like. Running, we've done another class on as well. Running, Shohan says explicitly. If there are young men who are enjoying it, they're not doing it to exercise for the sweat for the medicinal reasons. What Sam Hatter pointed out to me is that when we talk about sweat in the post-game, it probably is a reference to the way they used to deal with fevers. Used to deal with fevers, you wanted to break that sweat. So you were going for the run to break that sweat, which effectively means for us in today's day and age, if you're doing it because you're told that's what you need to do for health reasons. Not to be in in shape, not to be uh, good looking, not to feel good—that's all permitted, even on Shabbat. And that's uh, yes, but that's important to bring up in this context. What if you're doing laps for the same reason you would be doing the medicinal health reason running? That would be a problem. But generally speaking. If the doctor or the physical therapist says you should do laps, yes, we would draw the line there just like we would with swimming. That would be an exercising issue, which again, generally speaking, is not the case. To the extent, if you remember, Chambin Sion, Rabbi Sholmah Zalman Arbach, talked about weight... lifting weights on Shabbat. Lifting weights on Shabbat, they permitted. They said lifting weights is your morning routine. Morning routine is permitted. If it's a physical therapy thing, that's where we would draw the line. Well, that all being the case, so there are other issues. So we address the Gzera Drabbanan, which in many pools is not applicable. We address the heated water, which we just mentioned is generally speaking not an issue either. We address the exercise issue, which could be an issue. Generally speaking, uh, not the issue either. What about another issue? and that is squeezing. Squeezing is a is, is a is a derivative of a on Shabbat. You're not allowed to be so It's probably a toleda of disha on Shabbat. Well that being the case, uh, you mind in a circumstance going into the pool, squeeze. of course we'll say, Don't squeeze. Simple, right? Now maybe, however, maybe there's another one of these Gizerot rabanan In other words, it's not that you can just be in that situation and don't squeeze. Maybe you're not allowed to put yourself in that situation. That's what we'll have to address. Disha. Disha, which means crushing. Well, that, of some sort. Um, th- this is an, uh, an important conversation separately, but that's what it's a toleda of. We assume that's how Bam has it. Well, is there, first and foremost, uh, not an issue for me, but an issue for uh, each of the other individuals in the room, is there an issue of squeezing hair on Shabbat? Well, squeezing hair on Shabbat is not clear. There's two opinions in the Gemara and Masekh. Shabbat, Harambam seems to be lenient, but at the same time, he has some sort of humrah that he attaches to it. So we always say that if you were to be uh, in a situation where your hair is wet, you should be careful with drying your hair. There's no question about that. That's the But that doesn't mean that you can't put yourself in that situation. As we discussed briefly when we talked about the showering on Shabbat type of situation. All right, what about the bathing suit? And separately, what about the towel? Hmm. Well, let's address each of those issues. First, the bathing suit. So it's number five question. Yeah, um, you can't squeeze your hair into a towel. or you can't, Let's say I'm in the pool. Can I squeeze my hair back into the pool? And that's a wonderful question. There is such a distinction. We say that you shouldn't squeeze even into the pool, even onto the ground. Yeah. yeah but um, hair is going to become disconnected from your head. That could be a problem with unsqueeze of a hair. As opposed to squeezing a towel, I don't think you're going to I mean, there, there is a claim that the squeezing is only if it's a purposeful squeezing uh-huh. going into something else. Gotcha. In other words, into a towel. And the issue would specifically be putting a towel on your head and squeezing okay, into right. it. Squeezing but regardless, what I'm okay, telling let, you is, right. Right. don't. Right? Uh, what about a bathing suit? So is a bathing suit per se a problem? I'm not talking about skinny dipping, I'm talking about wearing a bathing suit. Skinny dipping, it's only a hair issue. What about a bathing suit? So, Shohanaru here and Ora Siman Shina Aleph Saif Beit has the following statement. It's really citing from a Gimaran Massechit Shabbat. If I'm not mistaken, Amud Beit. A person's walking and they get to some sort of riverbank. And so the, so the Gemara and Shohan describe how you're supposed to try to get around it and walk through it or skip through it in some way or another. Asula avorba, you're not allowed to just uh, pass through it. She the issue is that you're going to come to squeezing your garments. Well, that being the case, uh, seems to be up against the wall. A bathing suit would be a problem. If you're not allowed to walk through water when you're wearing clothing, why should a bathing suit be any different? Shohan or a siman kathav sa'iv zayin. Ha rohet bin Shohan HaRuch talks about bathing himself in a river. And so his statement over here is that a person who comes out of swimming should be careful to make certain that they're dry for carrying reasons. Now again, he's not addressing per se the stepping into the water because he's talking about being rohit you probably not wearing clothing when you're being rochets. So if you're just walking through the public thoroughfare, it's Shabbat, there's water beating down. In such a circumstance, we say, you're just walking through the street. That seems to be in contrast to what he told you earlier, which means to say what he told you earlier is not only your hair and your body, but maybe your clothing as well. Again, what Shohan Aruch in each of these sources, 5 and 6, seem to be telling us, if it's derech in lucho, you're just walking in the street and there's a little bit of water, even a lot of, bit of water coming down, but it's falling off of your body, off of your clothing, that's permitted. There's no gezerah. you not allowed to go out during the rain on Shabbat. But walking through water, which is not a regular way of getting wet in that circumstance with your clothing on, that would be prohibited because we're nervous that you're going to come, the rabbis were to squeeze. Well, that being the case uh, bathing suits could... He has two issues over here, he has two, excuse me, you're right, excuse me, source number five we're dealing with squeezing, source number six we're talking about carrying, correct, source number six we're talking about carrying, I'm sorry I confused those two, source number six talking about carrying, but he's distinguishing between when you did it in a regular fashion or when you did it when you it went raining in. Or when you raining walked through sprinklers. That's right, right. so source right. number seven says, says Mishnah ra right over there on source number six, on Shohan Aruch Simanchin Kathav, katvu and that's the, the particular relevance for us. So, uh, you see, we had source number five. You got up to the riverbank. Don't walk through it. Source number six is you are washing yourself in it. All right, make sure you dried yourself properly as opposed to when you're walking through the street. What seems clear from source number six is it's okay to step into the water on Shabbat in the riverbank. Right. Minhag is not to bathe on Shabbat in Nahar, or in the river, or even in the Mikveh. That's what I was referring to, not Shohanaruch, but Mishnah Virat, citing from Magin Abraham, who in turn is quoting from Maharil, there's an issue with immersing yourself in water on Shabbat, even cold water, because you might come to squeezing. Squeezing what? Your hair. Or clothing, if you're wearing it. It distinguishes this as your hand and legs, is a bit different if you do it with in a fashion that you won't be carrying in. Now, this is what we refer to in the showering class as this minhag of the Ashkenazim. Yosef, in his book *Livyat Hain, one of his early writings on *Hilchot Shabbat* of Mishnah Berurah, writes from several sources he attempts to prove the Sephardim never accepted this *humra*. This *humra* of not immersing yourself in cold, or we might say even lukewarm water, was never a *humra* a minhag of the Svaradim. It was a minhag a *humra* of Ashkenazim. It's really one of its earliest sources, if not its earliest sources. Here, source number eight: *She'lot Teshubot Maharil* in *Siman It's also in *Terumah Tadeshin*. *Mehayta Amah* minhag *pashut*. Several long hundred years ago. This is mm-hmm. the wide white Babinhagason the Shabbat, even in cold water on Shabbat. Ta'ama Shaiah mixum sehita umishum no sealba'amot became it maim sha'alat. He says the issue is that you're going to come to squeezing, you're going to come to carrying if you have a eruveshu, the alon and that's the towel, you mind carry, or you mind uh, squeeze bimiksatne harot umishum shita gufa vikismin and oh excuse me, shayate gufa. The Kismin and several other uh, ancillary issues. But fundamentally, the Minhag that existed for many years and perhaps exists until today amongst the Ashkenazim is not to immerse themselves even in cold water on Shabbat. And so that reason you might recall, B. Moshe Feinstein, in addressing the showers, if it's a cold shower, says, well, I'm not so certain. This is a minhag, which is undefined and undetermined. I know we've had it. This is, maybe we draw the line with showers. Showers, it's not the same way the water's coming down. You're not really immersing yourself <laughs> in it. But wait a second, you might come to squeeze. Says, well, that fear was specifically in the minhag of that circumstance. For our purposes, speaking to our Sfaradim uh, uh, uh listeners and, and learners, well, is this an issue for Sfaradim? We generally assume, as I said, Chacham Vadya Yosef says it is not for Ashkenazim. It certainly is an issue that needs to be addressed. It's a minhag. It's not a halacha per se. But in Sheilot Teshubot Teshubot VeHana'got of Siman Resh That's Rabbi Moshe Sternbuch. He's the uh, one of the heads of ida Haridit in Jerusalem. When he was rabbi in johannesburg that's in south uh south africa so when he was rabbi there so apparently the summers would get or do get very hot and the question was if a person has a personal pool in their backyard and it's literally the same way he seems to describe it is you're drenched in sweat you're so hot can you go and jump into that pool step into that pool for a little bit so initially he finds a little bit of leniency. He says, listen, it's Makumsaar, it's a circumstance where, if you're careful with the squeezing issues, and you're going in, it could be permitted. And then he scales it back in the second paragraph. He says, but you should know. We can't permit in this situation because we have this long-standing minhag. Mi'u lashut? It says, to wade? Okay. To swim? To to uh, to f- float? Even though, according to Talmud, there's no isur. Bebrecha segura, when there's a lip, when there's something surrounding We have this minhag. This, as I mentioned, is a long standing, (coughs) seems to be clearly accepted minhag of Ashkenazim. As I've said, generally speaking, When is he writing this? Can't be more than 30, 40 years ago. like, is he responding to him? No, no, not addressing. This is Fashkinazi, different crowds. Mishnah Baruch precedes all them. Mishnah quotes from Magin Abraham, precedes them, from Maharil to Matadish, and even earlier. Shalot to Yaskil Abdi, Halek Vav, Siman Aleph, that's Chamovadiah HaDaya. A Syrian Israeli Yerushalmi rabbi, uh, related, of course, to the Kasson family. Oh, his so. Pesach, Kalacha and his Yaskila, Abdiah, Aleph is, well, on the one end, it appears as if it should be permitted pools in this circumstance where they're cold or not hot water per se. However, he says, did you know Mishnah writes that there are many issues that could arise, and as a result, he says, hachamim asus yag gedir, nahagul he says the, the minhag is lahachmir. you shouldn't uh, breach gates, which the hachamim erected, supposed to put up for us, so that we don't transgress, and as a result, he's Mahmir. Now again, many, if not all, the issues that we've addressed are non-issues, but there's minhag, minhag l'Achmir. Yosef obviously argues this wasn't a minhag l'Achmir. Well, that all being the case, we now need to question ourselves. We need to question whether we should be Mahmir. Maybe there wasn't a Minhagli Ahmir, but is it something that you'll be prone to squeezing per se, not as an Isur, but maybe you need a in some Moshe Feinstein here and ezer Aizar Halikdalin and Ziggroth Moshe Simanyod Gima writes Vi Bashim be bedding suits? keep in mind we really were addressing not a hag over here we're addressing halakha. That's what I'm. I'm repeating to you. Minhag is one thing, but halakha, source number five. Sholchan said you can't walk through the water when you're wearing clothing. Remember that. So whereas Yaskila Abdi says, "Well, we have Minhag Leisor." I don't know about that. okay, but Minhag Leisor that's halas in and of itself. Gerot Moshe says the bathing suit is an issue. Forget about Minhag. Minhag would be if you're going in without any clothing. Okay, Minhagula Hachmir Leisor. But with a bathing suit, that's says well, Moshe Feinstein, you have a real issue, you have a halakha issue, you have shohan aruch. Well, that being the case, so Moshe Feinstein is, is drawing a pretty clear line. He says, listen, the minhag would apply when you're not wearing clothing. When you're wearing a bathing suit even, he says, there should be an issue. Similarly, hacham ben Abba Shaul in source number 12, and Shailot Tushpot Orles Siyon, hachilek bet, perek memzayin, ot lamet the very end of his hachilek bet of Orles says, en Heteli Kanes layam, now, first and foremost, he's talking about the Yam. Yam, we understand, we know you can't swim there. Bathing suit. Ooh, why bathing suit? He explains in his notes. He says bathing suits could and would pose an issue of Shemei is hot. He continues, however, he says if it's made of nylon, in other words, it's not something that you're squeezing, something it's like and by a definition seat. the water is coming off of it, that would be permitted. But he's not granting all that much leniency. Is there room for leniency even with, quote, a regular bathing suit? Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef, the current chief rabbi, in his Yalkut Yosef, Shabbat, argues that there is. He says that even with a bathing suit that's not nylon, he believes there's room for permissibility, for kula. First and foremost, he's got a, a three pronged approach to addressing this issue. First and foremost, he quotes from Mishnah B'lurah in source number 13 that if it's a matlaniyot, or if they are matlaniyot, which refers to garments of water, sheshiruyot tamid bemaim, which are generally speaking, immersed in water, in such a circumstance as no gezerah, which means to say, when Shohan told us, remember that's what this is all headed up against, Shohanaruch told us in source number five, right there and Shohan Aruch, siman Shina Aleph, Sa'if Gimal, that you can't walk through the water because you might come to squeeze, that's on clothing, which is... Squeezable. Uh, more than squeezable you don't want wet right. they're not supposed to be in the water if it's a bathing suit you're supposed to be in the water now you might and it might be a good argument say to me okay but you can't apply this even to a bathing suit the definition when people come out they squeeze it okay you might be making good claim but Mishnah Baruch's claim and the Pesach on this matter is if it's a water garment we're not nervous about the squeezing because we're okay with there being water in it. Mitzchak Yosef and Yalkut Yosef has two other reasons to suggest why. Because the squeezing of a, of a garment that's water repellent as opposed to water absorbent. That's certainly the case. With... He's arguing, even if it's water absor- absorbent in such a circumstance, since its purpose is for the water... Uh-huh. Well, as opposed to for dry land, uh, the gezerah never applied to it. The gezera was that you're wearing your regular clothing. You're going to walk around with that afterwards. I got out of the river bank. I got out of the river. I'm now going to want dry clothing. Who needs a dry bathing suit? By definition, a bathing suit is a I mean, bathing suit. He's it's not for allowing bathing. you to squeeze it. He's just saying you of probably won't. not, it's it's not. It. It's Of it's not course not. You cannot squeeze any of these garments on shabbat there is no questioning that so let's read this is if it's for swimming you should not make we need not make a gezerah like dry clothing even if it's not muhad to be a bathing suit but it's something that it's normally wet. And right? it's, uh, it's, for argument's sake, you know, it's even a a, a rain uh, jacket of some sort, right? It's, uh, it's, that's supposed to have water on it. You're not know, mak peed if it got wet. Oh my goodness, my jacket's wet. If your jacket is wet, it's one thing. But if it's a rain jacket, you're less nervous about it. Even if it's not purposed for swimming in, or so to speak. That's a second Vince one, similar to the first one. And lastly, he continues says, Similar, along the same lines, but he says when you come out of the pool, generally speaking, although I can't attest to this, I'm not much of a swimmer, you take off your bathing suit, you want to be comfortable. And as a result, it's different than when I'm walking through the street and I walked through that river, so now I'm all wet, I want it to be squeezed out and dry. up you're going to squeeze it. The bathing suit you're taking off, he says at the very least, even if you punch a hole in one of these three reasons, the fact that he has three, a three-pronged approach to permitting bathing suits, he is comfortable saying that a bathing suit would be permitted and would impose that issue of the Gemara of the Hot that you might come to squeezing it. He does address afterwards, and I don't want to develop it as much, the issue of Shriyato Zohi Kibuso, which means to say that sometimes immersing garments in water on Shabbat can pose an issue of Libun, of washing it. However, he distinguishes that the majority opinion, and perhaps the opinion either clearly or, <laughs> or, or subliminally of Shohan <laughs> important thing, important question. Oh, it says Jared already, it's maybe a Davarshe Nomit Kavin, even it's <laughs> a Psikreshe, perhaps, all good. He goes even further, and he, if I'm not mistaken, he does have that over there, but he goes even further. He says, generally speaking, that's going to be dealing with something that's dirty. That's the general approach of most of the post game over here. Not dirty per se. Over here, it's just wet. So as a result, you wouldn't have the issue of shiriato just immersing it in the water being the kiboose. Well, does he, does he cl- uh, claim that sweat is dirty? Meaning you're playing, uh, you're running around, you're playing ball or something like that on Shabbat, and then you get very not sweaty something. and dirty. Shiriato zohi kibuso means you purposefully take the ar- the, the garment and. And drench it with something. The fact that you pray, you, you have brought forth sweat is not going to pose an issue of shiriyatos. For the sweaters like myself, you know, you can sigh of, sigh of, heave a sigh of relief that you don't need to change, change your clothing every 15 minutes on Shabbat during the summer, right? All right, well, that being the case, I'll let me just catch you up today very briefly before we head into the final uh, stretch of this week that we're dealing with swimming on Shabbat. First and foremost, the first issue to address, of course, is the Gezirah, Mas'iq Bezadah. However, we made clear from the Gemara and Shabbat that if there's something that surrounds the pool, a lip of some sort, then you don't have the Gezira of Nahar of the Hachamim. Exercise – well, if it's exercise for health, medicinal type of reasons, would be prohibited just like any other exercise, if it's for fun or if it's just to stay in shape would be permitted, as we said, Shohan addresses and mentions. A uh, third issue, primary issue that we addressed over the course of this, is squeezing. Squeezing, but that comes in tandem with a minhag. A minhag of Shemeh, of maybe it might come to squeeze, or carry, or something else. Many Ashkenazim for many years said, not even cold water, not even a bath, not even a pool, none of these circumstances will we do, even if it's not letter of the law, minhag. And Hagvotayenu Torahi—that's a Torah. It's an important issue to deal with, and the Ashkenazim would have a lot uh, stronger obstacle, a lot, uh, uh, a lot more difficult time circumventing specifically that issue from Magin Abraham, from Maharil, from and this is a serious issue. Ashkenazim, for hundreds, if not thousands, almost a thousand years, are holding strong to such a minhag of not immersing themselves even in cold water on Shabbat. Sfaradim, the argument was, never fully or at all accepted this. Yasgiel Abdi was uncertain about it and wanted to be and many of the don't draw that line at this minhag, which they assume is an Ashkenazic minhag. Maharil, one of the earliest Turmat Or both strong Ashkenazic poskim, and they're the ones who record this minhag. But what about squeezing? Certainly, I can't squeeze. What about putting myself in a circumstance where I might bring myself to squeeze? Don't squeeze. No. But there might be a gezera. Sholchan Aruch tells us based on the Gemara. You're not allowed to walk through that water on Shabbat when all the dust settles. And our development discussion of that, Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef says. With a bathing suit, we should perhaps or may certainly distinguish a bathing suit is for swimming. Bathing suit comes off afterwards. A bathing suit is supposed to get wet. Since we have all of those factors in place, it's not similar enough to the gezerah of the hachamim to argue that it would be prohibited. Okay, what about a towel? Using a towel. You're allowed to use a towel on Shabbat. So again, you might have the issue of sheriato Zohi Kibuso, which I mentioned earlier. As I told you, we generally speaking assume that's not an issue for good reason. Shohan Aruch, Siman Shin Aleph, Saif Memhet, here in Ora Haim, source number 15, writes explicitly, Mr. Begadam Balontit. A person can dry themselves with an alontit. What's an alontit? Perush. Sometimes There's parentheses which give you definition, dictionary, or a translation. she tapekin hashir There it is. It's some sort of towel. It helps you dry off after you wash. and you bring it in your hand. Ve'lo shinan she You're allowed to dry yourself use it with your hand and we don't have a fear of hot. don't hand it over to the bath uh, people <laughs> they are we fear they will squeeze it this is a Gemara in Masechit Shabbat as well you're allowed to drive in your whole body don't think it's just your hands or your legs or one by one body parts or 50 less than 50% any of those sorts of issues we had in the context of if, against the Ashkenazic minhag, you went into cold water, you're allowed to where Shachana Ruch explicitly addresses going into water, for the bathing reasons on Shabbat, well, you're allowed to dry yourself with that towel so it means that when we now uh, settle each of these matters and none of them were quote that difficult and severe to the extent that you, know, you raised your eyebrows as we dealt with it and understood the way in which it's not a pressing uh, severity or humrah in our context. We now have to determine. So, what are we to do on Shabbat? So, generally speaking, most, the Rov Minyan Ubinyan Shalaposkim, right along the following lines. I gave you a, a, a brief smattering of such from sources 17, 18, and 19. Before I read them inside, a brief introduction to them. It's a divrei musar, an understanding of a pasuk in the Torah, at least in my understanding of it. The pasuk says in Parashat Kedoshim, which means to say, Shabbat is to be observed, and it's mentioned in the same context as fearing your parents. What does one have to do with the other? Of course, Rashi cites from the Gemara in Masechet Kidushin, which states explicitly the Derasha over here is, what the Torah is hinting at is, if your parents tell you to violate Shabbat, well, it's a mitzvah to listen to your parents. However, God's word trumps that, however, not against Shabbatotai Tishmoru, I have on several occasions suggested a little bit differently. I suggested that Shabbat can be lost in terms of its essence if you don't have a strong presence of Ish Imo Ve'aviv Tirao. And what I mean by that is the following, Shabbat could be distilled to 39 Melachot and a few hundred if not thousand laws. And if that's the reality of Shabbat, well, that's the reality of Shabbat, The the spirit. The, the Ruach of Shabbat is lost. I'm just checking boxes off. I'm making certain. I said, Kiddush and Havdalah, and I did the prayers, and I did anything and everything else, and the rest of the day was... I spent on whatever I, I want. The, I lose the essence of what it represents. Lost the essence of the day. Ishimov <laughs> Aviv is, will tap into what the essence of this day is. Learn it from your parents. Be able to speak to them and understand from them what Shabbat is, assuming they did it appropriately and they're passing on that tradition. That's a, uh, a something that between the lines of those halakhot is supposed to pervade. I've talked about it on many occasions. I talked about it about my own parents. <clears throat> I've, I've, I've subsequently made, even beforehand, just didn't remember it. Uh, Rabbi Salvechik described his parents, I'll describe my parents as similar, not the same severities with which he has the same coarse language, but uh, in my home, my father uh, is is, uh, contrary to what most people would imagine, a Syrian, maybe he's singing pizmonim all the time. He liked pizmonim, but he wasn't often singing, we had read books in the home, but it wasn't often singing pizmonim. We as children didn't sing many pizmonim. My father was, we turned to him for the halachot of Shabbat. We went to knis with him, we prayed together, speaking about myself, prayed together with him, uh, I would say divrei Torah at the table. He would, in a very, very ahead of my time way, not criticize, but he would ask questions, which, Sometimes would turn me off. I'm, Why ask him asking questions? I'm just trying to say a nice idea. But he, what he was provoking was clear thought and trying to engage in conversation. Well, I just wanted to say a devar Torah. But that's very much those a major integral part of Shabbat, the 39 Melachot of Shabbat. That's the rules. That's the structure of the day. Everything in the middle. What about the pervasive spirit of the day? Well, that in my household, at least, was from Ish Imo. Uh, tirao. That was my mother. She's sp- she sang not pizmonim, but zmiro said Shabbat. We said zmiro, the ones that she learned from her father who knew them from the old country in Europe. My mother was the one on Friday night who gave us berachot for one reason or another. I think because my father passed away. My father's father passed away when he was young. Perhaps that wasn't a tradition my father picked up. Maybe another reason. Anyway, it was my mother who gave us the berachot on Friday night. It was that warmth, but more than warmth, the spirit of Shabbat which was invested into my family from my mother and that's the part I want to focus on most and it's hard to quantify it's hard to place in a box what spirit of Shabbat means I always talk about it I mean if something's permitted how could you argue it's against spirit of Shabbat I can't. I can tell you there's, you know, when I do that with my hands, when I rub them against each other, there's something that's intangible, that's inexpressible, that each person needs to determine and understand on their own. And it's for that reason that although, while boiling all the issues down and distilling them and understanding that, swimming poses very few, if any, halachic issues on Shabbat, the poskim say, but we're going to ward you away from it nonetheless. Does that mean that they're saying it's prohibited? doesn't mean they're saying it's prohibited. They're saying, we want you using the day appropriately. Can you use the day appropriately on vacation in whatever circumstance you may be in when it's very hot and you went into the pool for a little? I certainly can. Can you use it appropriately when that's the whole day's expression and all the activities are spending in the pool and running and so on and so forth? I would gander no. I would say that lost the spirit of the day. Well, that all being the Case, we'll now read with that introduction several of the poskim who addressed this matter in similar and clever wording. First and foremost, she'lotishbot be'er Moshe Halegim Siman Nun His name was Rabbi Moshe Stern. He was the Debrtznor Rabbi, I think. He uh, lived in Borough Park for many years. And in she'lotishbot be'er Moshe, he writes: Nishalti im sharei lashut b'Shabbat b'berchat ha'maim hanikras swimming pool b'lashon ha'medina. I was asked about this Lashon HaMedina and the words of the English-speaking folk, a swimming pool, <laughs> swimming pool. HaMukaf And first and foremost, it's got a lip it around it. it, right? It has it. dal Karhadin Shu'arum. I told them, if he's naked, he could go into it. Of course, he's addressing the issue of well, Okay, so at least it's it's permitted when you're naked. And that's an Ashkenazic minhag of sorts. But you should know, practically speaking, completely prohibited. What are you talking about? He just said it's permitted. It's contradictory. It's an ambiguous, uh, self-contradictory statement. What I think he is stating in, in, in a clever way is, well, listen, if that's your whole activity, then it's asur. i practically speaking, it's asur. I can't tell you to actually That's with the 39 Malachot of Shabbat, but kole had mashehu in your Havana, in your tradition of the spirit of Shabbat, which you're seeking, has to determine appropriately. Similarly, one of my Rasha Yeshiva and Yeshiva University should live and be well, Rabbi Herschel Schachter, quoted most re- recently in this book, Hakone Olamo on Hilchot That's Rabbi Aryeh Libowitz, he's a rabbi in North Woodmere today. And so he writes, Kishinish Almorivirabi. As the rabbi was asked about swimming in a pool on Shabbat. He said there's no isur per se in However, it's inappropriate for Shabbat. It's perhaps uh, shameful for Shabbat. It's an inappropriate activity. Unless the circumstance is such that you're very hard, and as a result, you want to cool off a bit again expressing the uh, difficult to express Ruach, spirit of Shabbat, and in Yalkut Yosef, lastly of Chacham Itzhak Yosef, who was our Rosh Hamidabirim, in terms of Kula, says Mikomakom Rabbim. After he dealt with all the issues, says the majority of Rabbanei Ashkenazim Morim Misur badavar. They are more They preach that it's prohibited. Why? Socially, even if you're not swimming, right? Those Ashkenazim had Terumat Hadishin, Magena Abraham, squeezing, carrying, all those sorts of issues. Again, we're dealing. Just Generally speaking, and this should be mentioned, and in the context of Eruv, that's why we talk about Hasir, or there's a general Eruv, Ulam, he continues. Ledida means for us, the svaradim. Dinaktinan, Kedat Maran, Shohanaruch. We follow Shohan Aruch, explicitly. I mean, Shiman Shin talked about what happens when you come out of the water on Shabbat. Make sure the droplets are off of your body, you dried yourself appropriately. It means you went into it on Shabbat. <laughs> if it's cold, we extend it. If it's lukewarm, it's permitted. That's the source we saw earlier, who seemed to be latching onto the minhag of the Ashkenazim. He concludes, however, after the ellipsis, Uli Ayan Halacha, Halakala Maase, afshidadnulehakil or hotbibrehab shabat beze of even though we told you in many circumstances, circumstantially it's permitted to swim in the pool on Shabbat. You should preach not to swim in a pool on Shabbat, Ubifrat, and certainly all the more so be begged Yam Vikin, Heshiv Hishivaran, Aviadon Bishalita, or Zikron Sadiktivrak, that's what Hakam Vladya Yosef him as well. Which again, this is all a very important conclusion to a class which addressed the one dimension of Shabbat. The dimension of Shabbat being the 39 melachot, the isuri the gezerot, and takanot that we do and understand and practice. Well, from that vantage point, hard, not, not impossible, but hard to argue an isur midina to swim in a pool on Shabbat. However, from the Ruach of Shabbat, well, that has to be a determination for each person in terms of their household, in terms of their life, in terms of what Shabbat should or does mean to them, the ishimov ve'aviv tira'u dimension of the in which case, in the words, the, the surprising words of be'er Moshe, ha'ikar ledina e'share. however, l'ma'aseh asur that in turn has to be a decision each person makes in the appropriate circumstances for themselves, not to spend an entire day in the swimming pool, not to spend all of Shabbat as an activity which runs from one to the other of some sort of bodily pleasure, even though a on Shabbat is an appropriate endeavor, but rather one which adds to the aura of the day, which is the day of kedusha, which is the day of Me'in Olam HaBa Baruch Le'olam, Amen